Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. This is Furkan Mahmoudi, your New York City podcaster. And today I have a special guest with me, uh, who is our first female guest. And uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about a few things and hopefully this person um, shares their experiences in life and ideas. So what's up? How you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. Um, so what's your name? I prefer not to mention my name. Okay. Uh, hmm. Better stay anonymous. That's cool. Um, what's your age? That too. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. <laughs> um, so the reason why I wanted to interview you was because a topic uh, came out um, that let's say um, you see somebody who's like, oh, I wish I brought food, blah, blah, blah. And this person, you have food and you offer it, right? Like, as Muslims, or are you a Muslim, or you prefer not to say? Like, yeah, I'm a Muslim. You're a Muslim. Okay, cool. So, I'm leaving. Well, I'm uh, so, for sis. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so, as a Muslim, you know, sometimes, well, not sometimes, we're always in, inviting people to eat with us and, you know, share the food and if somebody isn't blessed with food or doesn't have that um you know like they don't have food so let's Mm -hmm. say this was the topic that there's a piece of chicken right there's people who eat to the bone right they they eat the entire chicken like myself i don't leave no rice grain Mm -hmm. anything like that um and you offer them food Mm -hmm. and they eat it but leave like parts of it you know how like people eat chicken wings like in the middle Mm -hmm. and whatever is left on the bone they just literally throw it out Mm mm-hmm like what, what well, would you, you mean do? like the cartilage yeah cartilage mm-hmm. i'm not saying eat the bone or chew yeah. the bone so i could dry pause <laughs> that's funny um but yeah so the other hand let's say if there's a homeless man and he hasn't eaten and he does the same thing what do you think about both of those and like would you well, offer that, that person fall under like different um like there, can, there can be different reasonings behind why someone did that maybe you know some people just don't trust um where the chicken may have come from mm-hmm. like the people who like sell it or like produce or whatever yeah um or he may have seen like blood or something on it because nowadays you can see that a lot like even when you cook chicken yeah the blood oozes out that's because the chicken might have not been like completely drained really yeah so oh, um, that mm. or the person so just... then does that make it non-halal because you see that should you stop eating it because it wasn't properly sacrificed then. so that doesn't make it halal yeah most likely so nowadays you, you don't know a lot of people just lie about it mm. so it maybe it's not halal mm. because the meaning of halal is draining out all the blood mm. when you sacrifice the animal mm. but but what are your thoughts on what I gave, like that scenario where? Um. Also, I was thinking. I know, like you gave the person your food out of the goodness of your heart. Mm. You felt bad, and um, I didn't feel bad. I just, you know, it's just something. As you know, it's an, a scenario. It's not like real life, or you know, I'm just <laughs> saying like there's a possibility, you know, or whatever. It's it's not real, but let's say if somebody was to eat that chicken and leave like parts of it. I mean, I wouldn't think much of it. I, I mean, I know it's bad to waste food, mm. 
but if the person really needed it at that time, then, you know, if they asked, if, if, if I saw them again at another time and, and I know, like, you know, they never have food on them or they might have a medical condition or, you know, they don't have enough money, so I'd offer my food again mm. just to help them out because I know, you know, I'm helping this person out. If they waste the food, that's on them. Mm. That's not on me. It's not like I'll get a guna or, like, like I'm wasting the food. I'm still helping that person. But, so... If you know this person eats this way, and the next time they do the same thing, what about the third time? If if I know that this person is, they're well off, you know, they can take care of themselves, they can yeah. buy we, their we own food. We don't know this. We don't okay. know. Let's say we don't know this about Yeah, so I'm just saying that if I knew that about the person, yeah. then yeah, I'm not going to offer them next time because I know they waste food. Mm. But if I know that, you know, this person has trouble um, managing... Um, you know their finances and like buying food or you know mm -hmm. anything mm -hmm. like that Um, I would feel bad and I'd still offer it because I know you know they're wasting it. it's not like I'm wasting it but right. I'm trying to help that person mm -hmm. okay so one of the things that happened to me when I was younger right? I, I, I don't remember how old I was I don't know uh, if you heard this story you know like I've said it before um, so there was a time where uh, my family wasn't doing too well, right? We weren't able to pay rent. Um, you know, like when we would eat out, we would have like a budget. Sometimes we weren't even able to pay the bill. You know, like uh, I don't know why we ate out. Like it's 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 something like, oh, I left money and literally we would forget money in like places and because I don't know why. But there was one time we were in um, 74th Broadway where this man was uh, dipping naan in chutney and he was eating it, mm. right? And me wasting my food made me thought that, yo, this man isn't <clears throat> even able to buy like the things we are eating. This guy's eating literally chutney and naan and like he's like shy about it. You know, he's embarrassed that he's eating that and I'm just like, yo, what, are, what am I doing? Like, I'm, I'm a piece of shit for this. Like, I'm... I'm like, you know, screaming and yelling, I don't want to eat it. And my parents are telling me to eat it. And this man is probably looking at me like, wow, you know, this kid is blessed. And what is he doing about it? And if a person says that, imagine how God is looking. Like, yo, this man is blessed with it. You have your whole family together because you don't know this man's, you know, life story or whatever. And this man is eating like, you know, just like that. And it taught me a lesson about how not to waste food. So anytime I, I do eat, I try to clean up the plate. But now if it's harming me, then I then I can't. Because like I, I have a sensitive stomach, so I can't eat like a lot of spicy food or else it hurts my stomach. Plus gluttony is haram, so that's overeating because it's not good for the health either. Right. Um, yeah, I get your point. And that's why I was saying it, that's like your side of the story, but like it, the person that you're offering the food to yeah um that's on him if mm. he wastes it at right. least you try to help them mm. but another solution could be you know the next time you see them and you offer food you make sure you tell them hey so um i would like for you to actually finish all the food that i gave you mm. not like in an offensive way be very respectful but just Remind them how, like, there's so many people out there in the world mm. who can't even afford this. Mm. And you can even, like, give an example of, like, what you witnessed when you were younger. Yeah. 
and maybe you know that would influence that person to not waste the food either mm. next time and if they still don't understand then I guess if that's up to you if you want to feed them mm. next time or not right mm. yeah cause, cause I, I don't want I want to be praised for giving food yeah. like that because I'm just like yo bro like uh, I, don't, I don't I wouldn't do it for that feel good it does feel good but I, I don't want it to be, like, announced out loud, like, hey, look, yeah. this person does that. But I if I do want to help out and I do help a person like that, I, I do feel bad and I would approach the situation like, yo, bro. Yeah, like, you do it out, out yeah. of the goodness of your heart. Yeah. Not for any external rewards. Mm-hmm. Or you don't want, like, others to notice mm-hmm. um, that you did something good for someone. Let's see. So I have a, a bunch of things that I write to myself, right? Um, and I'm just reading, like, some of the things that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. So um, you, you are a student, right? Yes. Okay. So um, from, you know, like, were you born in America? Yes, I was born and raised in America. Okay. Um, so for me, when I was growing up and, you know, I was in school for forever, you know, life is all about learning, but... Same, one, still in school. Yeah. One thing, one thing that really bothers me now is that teachers... I don't know if there were ever teachers at a time where they didn't just do it for the money but they actually did it for the benefit of the future right so there's there's teachers there are teachers like that out there though but that's you know majority of them really don't care mm. there are like a few um yeah there is like a, a small population i guess that fits that the, the teaching the, yeah mm-hmm. like so there's a there's a show called futurama right uh, have you heard of it? Nope. No. What okay. It so Futurama, there's a scene. It, it's a cartoon. It's an animated, um, you know, show. But there's there's a lot of things that are, you know, um, shown in that show that are like really something that people should think about. So one thing that uh, the main character or one of the main characters, his name is Fry, right? So Fry um, goes in a capsule, and I don't know why, but he wakes up after like millions of years or I don't know the exact number, but he wakes up from the, uh, the capsule and um, he was a pizza boy before, right? So during this time he wakes up, there's this little scanner that shows that what he would be good for in his position like in life. Like, let's say if somebody gets scanned, they say, oh, he's a good, uh, you know, scientist. So we're mm. going to make him a scientist. So this guy has to study science throughout his life, mm. no matter what. Mm. You know, you're like, this is your obligation now because this scanner says this is what you're good for based on your your genes or how you look or whatever. So Fry gets scanned and he's still a pizza boy. Because <laughs> mm. like before time he was delivering pizzas mm-hmm. and he's, I don't know if he was good at it, but again, after he woke up a million years, he was scanned and he was a pizza boy again. So, um, me bringing up this topic makes me think about how, let's say if there was a scanner out there and somebody was scanned and they weren't supposed to be teachers, 
Well, what do you think about that? Like this, you know, like this made up world. Is like somebody... they have some other goal in mind, but the scanner tells them that they're supposed to be a teacher? No. Oh, they want to be a teacher? Yeah, they want to be a teacher, oh. but they're forced to do something else. What do you think about that? And they do it for the money. So let, a pizza boy wouldn't make money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, compared to, you know, like a, a, a degree level job or some benefits of pension and stuff like yeah. this, right? So well, let's say, I feel like it's not a race. Um, maybe this person can try out the job that the scanner is saying that he might he or she might he might be good at. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if it doesn't work out, you know, you can start over. Mm-hmm. And if this person knew that they were gonna be good at teaching, then go for teaching. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Like you know, you're not wasting time. It's not like a race or a competition. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their own time in life for when you know they'll become successful or achieve you know the goals that they had in mind Mm. since a young age so if that job doesn't work out then they know you know that they can go back to teaching Mm. so what do you think about teachers that can't teach and they are to find another job No, but they're like, just teaching like, to make money. Yeah, out, you know? right. They, they get... Especially in the graduate schools nowadays. Oh, they, they're like that. Mm-hmm. They're lazy. They don't... They expect... Especially with, with the whole pandemic thing that's going on right now. They're just... They just keep piling up um, more work for students. And, like, they're learning on their own. I'm, mm. I'm in that same boat right now for my professors. So you're teaching yourself. I'm teaching myself. Mm. Doing all the work and... They don't even like give explanations. They just keep piling up work. Mm. And does the work teach you anything? Yeah, uh, yeah, it does. I mean, after I do my research, so I'm basically teaching myself first and then doing the work because I have to understand how to do it first, mm. then I can do it. So I, 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 I had this topic before my old, uh, one of my old episodes, right? Mm-hmm. That was that. Um, do you think that you teach yourself or? does it have to be taught to you like for example when there's a book out there or a professor giving out a lecture or something like that um depends on the professor the teacher Mm. if they're good at their job sometimes it depends on the, the student as well everyone has a different learning style right so but if a teacher can't touch upon like the way so the way a certain teacher teaches may not um fit uh their learning abilities for every student like mm-hmm. one student might get like a's and do well in that class because he understands the way that teacher teaches um, educates it. them teaches right. them but there are others who might not understand how what they're teaching mm. like i said because everyone has different learning styles yeah so so it's like that meme i don't know if you've seen like a meme or some like cartoon picture where there's like a bunch of animals different animals lined up mm-hmm. and they're all asked to climb the tree and the monkey <laughs> is the one who, who succeeds and he like climbs up the tree that's smart and I the other animals are just like uh <laughs> so like that's like my favorite example that, that's, that's a, about that's a the school one. systems yeah <laughs> so i feel like every teacher needs like some oh i actually did i'm actually doing a research thing related mm. to this in my class mm. I'm taking a research class in my program. Yeah. Um, so it's about how... Uh, there was like an example about um, a certain private university mm. where the teachers want to 
better the education of their students yeah. and um, they realize that through research that every student has their own um, learning style mm-hmm. so you know they learn in different ways and not the same like if they teach the same way to every student it's not they're not going to be able to understand it mm-hmm. so the teachers have to um, get trained mm-hmm. in like a boot camp by like other professional educators mm-hmm. who teach them the different types of learning styles and how to deal with each um, student mm-hmm. who has that the certain learning style. Mm-hmm. So, so I feel so, like that would be helpful in the future. They should do more of that where teachers are trained to teach um, the students based on their learning style mm-hmm. so that that will be more suitable and I feel like everyone would do better in school. So, so um in your program, do you see people doing it for the money and not learning? Yeah. To do. Uh huh. Mm. There's a lot of lazy professors. Really. Yeah. No, not professors. Uh, your classmates. Do you see? Like they're not like learning. That? No, they are learning. Mm-hmm. But, um. You could tell that they're they're gonna be OTs that do it for the money and not for, uh, benefit. Yeah, there are a couple people in there that like. I feel like they're just doing it for the money and they've mm. missed they've mentioned it a couple times mm. like how oh when they were doing volunteering work or when they were they had a part-time job at like an OT setting mm-hmm. um they're like oh I realized they make a lot of money mm-hmm. oh if I work in this field I'll make a lot of money mm. but you know but they're I guess half of them are like that but half of them actually do care right. about the patients and they so know so do you think that they should like not be allowed to move on because of that i mean sometimes a person might have that reason like that might be their initial reason for why they want to do what that why they want to be in that field Mm -hmm. but they might change their mind and they might actually start to like it and you know understand you know yeah but if like do you believe in people's nature is changing I do believe people can change their nature, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So if a person was open up to ideas and mm-hmm. they can become sympathetic, even empathetic for others. Really? You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I, do. I, I sometimes don't believe that. Because, um, you know, when, as a kid till now, like whenever I see like people I run into from the past, I don't see their nature change at all. Because I, I honestly, I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast, I'm not, you know, like showing off or anything like that. But for me, life just gave me more knowledge and I didn't change my personality as much. I, I think it, it depends on the context of the person. I don't know if someone's um, been living in the same environment their whole life, surrounded by the same people, then it's probably not going to change. But if you want mm. to make a change, then you can change yourself. That makes sense. I never thought about yeah. that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, let's see. Hmm. So, um, as an EMT, right? Sometimes, um, I go into nursing homes and I see that, uh, nurses don't do literally shit. Like, majority of the, the, the nursing homes, they don't do a damn thing. All they do is give a prescription and they'll probably tell like a CNA or somebody below them to do most of the work. And they're pressured to do so much that they're being burnt out and the nurses are making more money by doing less. So how would you like... So... Deal with the situation? You can, 
You know, like I'm answering my own question. You can um, monitor them. You, yeah, yeah. I'm answering my own question. Like, hold on. Like, I was gonna say how you could report it, but when you do report, then how much change can you make? Sometimes you become like the tattletale, mm-hmm. and um, to make a big difference, you would probably want that one person that actually cares about their job. So, if a person's doing a good job. And you can see that their heart is not in there. That that makes sense to me. That's cool. But if a person really doesn't give a shit, and they're just doing the bare minimum, what do you think about that? Like, how would you change that curve of of employing employees that actually care and love doing what they want to do? Not a lot. Not love, but you know that they they. Like, in, in that type of setting that they really need that help. Well, first of all, like, it's one person's opinion. Like, I know you've been in different settings. Like you said, you mm-hmm. were an EMT. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, maybe it was, like, during a time when they're on the break or they've been working all day. Yeah. I don't know, but, like, it, it, like I said, it depends on the context of, like, the hospital as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess if I was, like, the supervisor or whatever, you know, the nursing supervisor. Right. Or, like, an, a hospital administrator, mm-hmm. I would have them monitored. Like, if someone were to complain about a certain person, mm. um, I would have them monitored. But you know... And I would evaluate them, even do, like, mini interviews just to see how they're doing. Maybe ask others about their performance. So, corruption, right, is uh, a big thing in the world where it's ongoing and it's being... I don't, I don't know if the, the right word is progressive. But, like, you could see, like, corruption in every sense, you know, from the government to neighborhoods to um, people selling in stores, like, fruits that are dirty and they have, like, the good stuff in the back and, you know what I mean? Um, And third world countries, right, Um, they literally keep separate foods for different people. So, for the the lower class, Mm -hmm. they have the regular cart. So, you're going to pick out from there. And if a rich person comes or the upper class, mm. they literally take out a stash that is good mm. and they sell it for a, a different price. Right. Mm. But it's kind of like that same type of mentality when you come over here. And well, I, I was born and raised here. But if we talk about this country that, you know, like the corruption is basically like, like, let's say the, the worker, the nurse's supervisor is friends with her. Mm. There's favoritism right there. Yeah, there is favoritism. So, so that person has their own boss. I have my own experiences. Well, not me, but like, you know, people I know mm. have had that happen to them. Like they were like really good at their job, but like their supervisor or like their co-worker, which yeah. was like a co-manager or, you know, mm-hmm. they were lazy. They would show up to work late, but they were really, they were at that job before the person was hired. And they were really good friends with, like, the higher-up, like, the managers. Right. So, um, this person kept complaining, kept noting down, like, the schedule, like, whenever this person would come in. Mm -hmm. And the other manager kept, like, calling off, making excuses. Oh, my son's sick, or today I have this. Mm -hmm. He was very unprofessional. Mm -hmm. And, like, the other, his other, the employees at the job noticed it, too, and they would complain about her as well. Mm Mm-hmm. But when they, when he had the opportunity to complain to like the district manager, 
they were just they're really good friends with her and he mm. noticed how they interacted with each other right. so they didn't do anything about it they just they let him go instead so he was, they brushed it off yeah he ended up leaving the job because they were very disrespectful towards him and um they i guess ganged up they teamed up and try to have him fired so before that happened he ended up leaving hmm. so basically the change came from the the bottom <laughs> yeah yeah but like there was no change he ended up leaving but he I mean, was doing a good job there he was you know following the rules oh you're talking about oh, okay i got confused so you're what? saying that the person who was a good worker uh-huh was the one who left yeah because he was tired of the bullshit yeah ah okay i thought you said one of the 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 friends the supervisor and and the the, the other friend mm-hmm. uh one of them left i thought you were no Okay. Mm. Yeah. What? That sucks. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, man. That that that's that's why the world is going to crap. <laughs> and like the store, so the place, the store where the person was working at, mm-hmm. their sales were going up. He was doing so good for that store, but oh, they rather they they let him go. Yeah. Just to keep that woman who wasn't even helping, and she was. And it went down. Yeah, because <laughs> he was funny. in touch with the employees that were working there, and they were friends with him. They mm. because they liked him as a manager there. Mm. It did go down. Wow, he's good at his job. He's a hardworking person. Yeah, uh, I. So, um, I don't know why, or how, or whatever, but some people have a good worth worth ethic from the start. So mm-hmm. for me, when I was in my first job, right. Um, it was, I'm not going to mention any names, <laughs> I don't know what, but that job was just, basically, it was it was like a jungle, like, there was no training proper, like, you know how you said teachers need training, I think that every job, maybe, maybe, yeah, I think so far, like, every job that I had, I learned on the job, it's not that the training taught me anything, mm-hmm. you know, so training could be, like, three days that are paid, and then you're, and you know it's up to you to learn and if you suck you're gonna get fired Mm -hmm. so you're gonna be basically rooted out if if you suck or you're slow you could be slow but an amazing worker it's based on hands-on learning you know you learn from doing you don't just Mm -hmm. learn from just watching or reading right you have to do the job to understand Mm. how to do it (laughs) yeah so that that job the first job it, it, it was not based off of merit. Like, I would do a four-man position. And I used to do, let's say, let's say it was it, we were moving boxes, quote-unquote. It wasn't moving boxes, but I'm going to give you a, that as an example. I was moving uh, probably, let's say, 4,000 boxes in an eight-hour shift. Wow. And it would be not just 4,000, but... 4,000 times 2 sometimes because we had to get them scanned to make sure it was safe and then we would bring it back to uh, to ship it out. Mm-hmm. So we would bring it in, mm-hmm. scan it, and then go out. So basically I would do 8,000 boxes. Wow. Right? And these aren't like boxes that weigh like, you know, like a, like a little post office thing where it's like less than 5 pounds. These were like 30, 40 pounds per. And they would come on a belt. So this is nonstop. 
any customer that came box 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 and there would be no breaks mm. no breaks this is kind of like slavery we would we'd throw the box boom 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 we would throw on a cart hardcore labor yeah hardcore and you know how much i got paid 725 minimum wage that's not fair yes and you know the contract for them they made uh three years for 33 million dollars i remember reading yeah. that contract wow all from your hard work yeah, my seven twenty five. Yeah. So basically, that eight hours time seven twenty five. I remember my check used to be one hundred fifty five dollars. Wow. It was crap. No tips. We weren't allowed to take tips. Mm-hmm. People would see how much like we would work, and they wouldn't say a damn thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like the the customers would come, and they would see they were like, "Yo, these guys are beasting." I was eighteen, my first job. When I came home the first day, it was during Christmas time, so we were shipping out a lot of boxes. There would be 15,000 boxes. Wow. And I'm giving you 15,000 customers. So mm-hmm. each of them would probably have two boxes. So that'd be 30,000 pieces. Wow. So 30,000 pieces just throwing and pushing. And we're aggressive because we have no time to think like, yo, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? So if you're going to learn, you're learning right on the spot. Mm-hmm. You can't take no, like, you know, time to be like, hey, bro, so how's your day? You know, there's nothing like that. We would just keep working. And so one time I had the idea. I know I'm rambling. I'm sorry. If you have no, something. No, you're fine. So I'm cool. a, this is interesting. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So um, one time I was I was like, hey, guys, you know, I read on the contract that these guys make $33 million. And I was doing the math and I explained them what was going on. And this time I was like 19. And I was like, yo, how come we, we guys like don't um, protest? Hmm. What, what we're going to do is... We're going to, the the week before Thanksgiving, because we knew it was going to get busy, that we were going to not uh, clock in to work, right? So we would stand in front of the terminal mm-hmm. and say, hey, we demand, excuse me, we demand a raise. Did you go through with it? No. Did anyone? No, I was the mm-hmm. only person. Mm-hmm. I was talking to them, they were riled up and everything. <sighs> and when the week came, I really saw no one there. Everybody was working and busting their ass. So wow. they were afraid to lose three days of work. Right? Afraid to stand up for their rights. Yeah. I was telling him how that if we protested for that week, we would make up double or triple the amount that was given to us. So missing three days would be a profit to us. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm explaining all these things. And they're shaking their heads. A lot of people do that. I, I hate that. Like, if you really disagree and you're not going to do anything, might as well tell me to shut up. Because and they would have no other choice but to listen to you and, you know, you, like give you a raise for that. For what? During that time because they need you to work. Mm-hmm. And they won't have anyone to work. But if I'm the only person that yeah. decides no, not to work. No, but I'm just work, saying if everyone agreed with Oh, you, yeah. Yeah. That right. would have benefited all of you yeah. but they decided to just do no. the labor yeah and... yeah and they would complain about it they wouldn't work the position i worked because it was the hardest position that position was the hardest position mm. there was easier positions where it was a four-man split mm. you know what i mean and at that time uh that position was very one pace like our pace would be like you know non-stop to having a one-day slow day so we knew that Saturday was our slow day. 
Mm-hmm. Right? So Saturdays, we would bring in a movie. We would chill and stuff like that. That was the only good day. We'd probably get uh, 3,000. 3,000 is a good number. 3,000 is mm-hmm. a good number. Uh, 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 a day that we we call we call pipe. So basically, like, you know, in a pipeline, how much, like, water rushes through there? Mm-hmm. Like, gallons and gallons. So we call it pipe. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Probably somebody else thinks something else. Um, dirty minds. Um, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we used to call it pipe. Like, oh my God, it's gonna be pipe today. So it was like eight thousand. Uh, that would be for like the the afternoon shift. The morning shift would get sixteen thousand. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. The first day I went home, <laughs> I told my parents like, "Yo, put the bed out because I'm getting, I'm getting knocked out." I literally touched the bed. I woke up and it was a morning time, and mm-hmm. I was like, "I don't know if I want to do this job." Mm. But you see, my, my my parents instilled in me, which is, I don't know if it's wrong or right, that, you know, I'm first generation. I, I continue to say this in, on my podcast. So I want people to, you know, understand where I'm coming from, that um, first generation parents only know how to work hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we don't really have the uh, thing that we have rights. We're afraid to use them, even though if it's given to us for free. You know, well, not for free, but, you know, we're, we're given mm. these rights and we don't even take them. Mm. So I was just like, I don't know if I want to do this job because this is really like extreme. It's a lot. You're going the first day in and it's busy time. So it would be summer and holiday season, which was like October to January-ish. It would be pipe. And people would quit on their first days. Wow. They would come in work an hour and they'd be like 725 no thank you i would see so many faces coming in and out and we would have like uh, like it was me and two two other brothers that i worked with um these guys we were always like making fun and stuff like that we would be the only people talking and these new guys would come in and we wouldn't even let them talk because of like yo you ain't surviving today so if you had like three months in the game we might talk to you it was like mm-hmm. that because mm-hmm. we would see so many faces we wouldn't even care about your name. We'd be like, yo, bro, over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, it was wow. so bad. Yeah, it was so bad. That's so funny. Yeah. Mm. It sounds like a third world country, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. But this is what some companies do. Mm. Right? But I don't get it. Then why, why do people stick around? When they know Sometimes you could find a better job where you, you do like less work and you make more money. Some jobs require you to do some volunteering work yeah. to get experience and then work. But I applied so many jobs, though. Hmm. When I was 18, this is one of the problems. I don't know how you know the kids that are 18 right now are yeah. finding jobs. But when I was 18, I go. I went to Manhattan. I, I applied to Billboard, a bunch of these companies, and they would just say no right off the bat. What's your experience? I'm like, they could see that I'm friendly and stuff like that. Um, my customer service has always been good. Like mm-hmm. I know how to talk to um, my patients or um, you know like any type of customer. I would be really good. Like obviously I want a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Number one in New York City. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, like I'm I'm always good with people, and um, a lot of people would you know refer me and give me like jobs, like offerings and stuff like that. 
but I was kind of forced by my, my mom especially to say, yo, stick to that job. It's good for your schedule. And there's so many opportunities given. Mm. But I decided to, to listen. But, you know, one time I was like, this is enough. I had to break it. I was just like, hey, man, I don't see my time being worth this minimum wage. So I, I decided to apply to, you know, become an EMT and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, even EMTs, for, for the EMTs out there, uh, I know how we're struggling. It's it's shit pay compared to what we deal with. It's shit pay. It's shit. Like, dur- during the coronavirus, it'd be like 17 patients a day. Wow. You know, four-hour mm-hmm. uh, mandatory. So if they man- mandate you, you have to work those hours. Yeah. And at a time where people need your help and this is what you, you know, um, applied for, you're going to do that work. But why is it that when people say, like Joe Biden, he said that, um, you know, he's going to increase the the pay for EMTs and stuff. But we don't know that. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But what did you mean by your mom said fits your schedule? Oh, so I was in school at the time? Oh. Yeah, I was doing my uh, associate's degree, Mm -hmm. um, which is a, a, a waste of money. School is a waste of money for a piece of paper that I don't even look at. You know, like, uh, I was talking to one of my friends, and she didn't know that I had, like, so many accomplishments, like, uh, you know, Dean's List Award and all this, and she was just like, oh, my God, you have this? And I'm like, yeah, it was a big deal. They were like, yo, not a lot of people have this. And I'm like, yeah, but I I really don't think there's a value to it because it's just a piece of paper sitting there. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I have applied to jobs where they didn't give a shit about that, too. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm, I think, you know, one of them that you helped me out with and I appreciate you by the way, cause you really kind of helped me out, right. You know, doing stuff. Um, no problem, but... <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, what about you? Like what's, uh, what's your thought? And, you know, I had a thought to... a second ago and now I'm in a huge brain fart. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so I was going to talk about, so you're, I, I, I get, I get our parents' point of view, I guess, you know, old school thinking, too. Um, they think, cause because of the economy these days, and, like, it's hard to find jobs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then she noticed how it fit your school schedule, so she was just telling you to stick to that job. Mm-hmm. Because you should be, they want us to be thankful, and I guess they also want us to learn, like, you know, how hard work pays off. Mm. Or doing hard work. You know what? She didn't like the the, hmm. the, the, the amount of work I used to do. Okay. She was like, yo, you doing this? Hmm. I'm like, yeah, But mom. then when you would complain to her, she'd still tell you to Yeah, yeah. When she was uh, seeing it firsthand, she would say no. Maybe she saw the work you were putting into it, you know? Hmm. I guess. Because working, um, you gain a lot from it as well. You, you gain to become more disabled. Gain to become you become more disciplined. Disciplined. D- disciplined. <laughs> oh my god, you sound like a fob right yeah, now. It's fine. Um, you build on a lot of um, skills mm. regarding work, mm. um, work-related skills that can help you in future um, careers as well. Yeah. You know, you build interaction with others. Uh, there's like so much that goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's people who were um, new to the country and every time they would speak English, I would correct them. Mm-hmm. Not because like I wanted to feel good about myself. I didn't want people to make fun of them. 
and they would get pissed off at me. So some things now that I, I hold back, I only teach people. And now some people would be like, yo, am I saying it right? That's the only time I offer help. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of the biggest lessons I learned. I was just like, wow, so people don't like getting help sometimes. So you do, do develop a lot of skills. Like you said, there's people coming from, you can even learn different languages as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So when you're applying for a job in the future, you can, you know, put that in your resume. Like, oh, I know this, I know that. Right. So I guess the job does benefit you in a way. What, what was your um, longest um, job that you worked? Uh, I worked at in retail for three years. That was my first job. Yeah, three, three and a half years. Mm. Um, I worked for Kohl's. Don't ever work there. Now, actually, it's not that bad because you get a lot of discounts, um, associate discounts mm. during certain times of the year. Um, yeah, so, so that was lit, and I. Um, so that's the only reason why I stuck around because mm. I could buy a lot of good things. Mm. For- Oh, a lady, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Cute clothes, shoes, you know, mm. makeup. Did you sell anything? Oh, yeah. So they called me the credit queen there. I was I was good at selling things. I don't know why. No, no, no. no. Like you basically bought for a half price, let's say, clothes. Would you sell it online for cheap? No. I kept it for myself. Really? Oh, I would flip it if I was. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm just that type. Yeah. <laughs> I, should, I should think more like that, too. Mm. Yeah. You know, but... one thing, one thing uh, I'm going to give, you know, like a, a lesson that I've learned is that uh, some companies see uh, how long you hold jobs for. Hmm. So if you've been jumping around from job to job to job, that's kind of like a, a flag to some hmm. companies like, yo, why can't he keep a stable job? You know, so the first job that I ever worked, I probably stayed it for five years. Hmm. The, the same thing with the boxes hmm. analogy. I mean, it's not boxes, but yeah. But, I mean, Five nowadays, years. a lot of people want to gain different experiences in different settings. Mm. So, I feel like um, moving on in the future, people will understand why someone stuck around in a job for a shorter period. Mm-hmm. Because people want different experiences. Mm. Um, That's true. Because, like, you know, when you get older, sorry to cut you off. No, you, you, know, you, you could cut me off anytime, mm-hmm. too. So, when you become a good, uh, a good boss or something like that, um, you have your own mentality. So the the seniors we um, go through to get the job, um, they they want a certain thing that you know they want in their basically company. So you probably want something in your company, wherever you're working for, or your own company. Mm-hmm. Um, God knows best, inshallah. So yeah, yeah. So I could definitely see that as in yeah, yeah a requirement. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know I definitely learned um, a lot of, I guess, communication skills where I work, customer service skills, and mm. also like ways to uh, not motivate, what's the word, convince people to do something. Like I never knew I could do that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, like you have to open credits, so like you know how to talk to people, mm. you know how to like, you just you just learn like the person's whole, like from the moment you see them, you know... First, you have to, like, see their mood and oh, so see you, if they're so, willing to... So, if you saw, like, a person who was pissed off or something, you just want to sell I, and not even try? Actually, I have tried with those people, too, and it worked. Yeah? It's, it, it depends on how you present yourself. You mm. have to be in a good mood. Right. And sometimes some people don't even care about how you're talking to them, but if you bribe them, it works. Bribe? Like, 
you know, a lot of people, you tell them, like, if they apply for, like, a credit card, um, they'll get this discount. And there's, like, well, I'm not going to go in, into details, but there's, like, so many ways that I learned mm. um, that uh, can benefit, benefit you me and sense. the other person. Mm. So that's why they end up doing it. Mm. But, um, mm. So one, one um, I'm sorry to cut you off, but um, this is how I usually end my podcast. Mm-hmm. I usually um, I I, I don't know uh, if you heard. Yeah, I was just rapping, so yeah. No, it's but. fine. I've, I've been doing the same thing. <laughs> I do. That's that's why it's podcast. Yeah. Um, so that last bit was unnecessary. It was yeah. No, everything is necessary. Uh-huh. What are you talking about? No, about Confidence. the credit, the credits. You're a strong woman. <laughs> um. I'm a strong so, woman. Yeah, but put put some put some oomph in the in that. There is some oomph in oh, it. Okay, my fault, my fault. I'm sorry, lady. <laughs> um, so what do you call it? I usually ask people at the end of my podcast, like, what is one advice you would give to a listener? Um. Yeah. So what's one of uh, mm. a lesson you would give? Anything that you learned, maybe even. Like a minute ago, when I told you a story, like what's one lesson that you, you would, you would practice almost every day, like a, a positive vibe uh, that you would give out. Just, just be uh, kind, cons- not kind. Be considerate of everyone you meet in life. Mm. You never know what everyone might be going through, mm-hmm. and like deal with situations based off of that. Don't always, you know, just judge a person you know with the first experience you have with them Mm. just try to be kind and try to understand why they may be acting a certain way try to understand um the whole context behind everything i guess Mm. just don't take it to the heart (laughs) Mm, that's why that's why you said you believe in changes positively be optimistic Mm. that's why you said you believe in changes like yeah i believe people can change Mm. So give or that person could be good, but they're just going through a rough time. Mm. So it's good, and to, they're not actually acting the way they are. Mm. It's good I, to I know chances. I get like that sometimes, and people have, people will meet me for the first time, and maybe I've heard it a couple of times. My friends told me the first time they met me, they thought I was a, the b word. <laughs> like they were like, "Is it just your face?" I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to be like that. Maybe I was." You know thinking about something or i was going through something mm. but i didn't have any like bad idea about you when mm. i first met you mm. so you shouldn't just you know you should always give someone the benefit of, you know the doubt mm. is that how you say benefit, benefit the of the doubt no yeah. you said it right yeah. yeah yeah um thank you i appreciate your time yeah. i had um, fun <laughs> you're the first female pro- uh, person <laughs> in my podcast so yeah you're very special Thank you. Um, thank you very much. I uh, enjoyed being on the podcast. Thank you. Sorry if I sound tired because I am kind of tired. It's yeah, it's it's very late. <laughs> it's actually the morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one thing that I want to, you know, put my two cents in is that when you, when you work as hard and... You know your personality matches your work ethic people will stand by you mm-hmm. that's one thing that i believe that when you yeah, work hard do. yeah just like your manager you saw mm-hmm. how you know how hard he worked and stuff like mm-hmm. that so one advice that i would give 
from, you know, speaking to you is that, like, I'm very firm about it now, that if you stand by what you believe, people will follow you or, um, you know, your, your, your basically energy is positive when it comes out like that. So, um, yeah, so I'm going to end my podcast. It's 3.41 a.m. Monday, November 23rd. And it's a beautiful day in New York City. It's a little bit chilly. The fog might be coming out soon. Or the mist. Um, Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. And I hope you guys stay safe. And stay tuned for the next one. Take care. Take care. Peace.